Trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are back with Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Michael. So, the saga continues. Okay. So now we're at the point where he is ODing, you're having issues, you're coming back, and what's going on? And I finally did something I said I would never do because I'm so unhappy with the relationship. I cheated on him with one night, just one time. Uh, and that's when I knew it's like I can't do this anymore. And what year was this? This is 1996. Okay, so However, your son is now two. Yes. Okay. And um, I I didn't. I cheated the one time, and then um, but I didn't leave right away. I'm like, okay, maybe I can give this another shot. And then I get the fo- a phone call from my mom one night telling me that my brother had been killed that morning. He'd been hit by a tractor-trailer truck on his three-wheeler, and uh, he'd been drinking because he'd always been drinking, and he had had a problem with cocaine in the past. He, uh, and I'll never forget that the scream of anguish through the phone from my mom. And then she dropped it. I think my dad had to catch her. And uh, <laughs> I was... In shock, I was paralyzed because he had stayed with me after he got out of jail not okay. too many months before. And um, we had he was start- only about a year younger than you, right? 13 months. Yeah. <laughs> Irish twins, <laughs> wow. as they say. Yeah. I guess that's not PC anymore. I apologize <laughs> to those who are sensitive. We say a lot of non-PC things. Anyway, um, I, um, I had just started getting close to him. Okay. And I knew, and he was drinking because he repartied, but he wasn't wasn't doing drugs. Okay. But he had a problem with alcohol for a long time. And he'd lost his, he almost died in a car accident when he was a teenager mm-hmm. because of drinking and driving. And right. he wasn't even the passenger, but he was plowed. Mm. And uh, he ended up with a huge coke habit after that because he got a nice settlement. He spent all of his money on cocaine. I know someone just like that. <laughs> yep. He was always one of those who was in the wrong place at the wrong time, had a heart of gold, and he's just a goofball. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. What was his first name? Tommy. Rest in peace, Tommy. So, um, anyway, so that night, I tied one on. Went down to my local watering hole. I was well known there, and I was so upset, and I... People buying me drinks left and right. Right. And uh, consequently, that was the one and only time that I almost got arrested. We were oh, wow. walking back from the bar, and um, I'm being loud and obnoxious because I started drinking whiskey. Okay. <laughs> and mean Kathy comes out. Mm, Kathy. Dark liquors. Uh-huh. Dark side of Kathy comes out. Yep. And, um... Being loud and obnoxious, and I'm being walked home, and the police start to make sure everything's okay. And I picked a fight with the cop and tried to hit him, and oh Paul my grabbed my arm goodness. just in time. We were like 20 feet from my front door, and I got let off the hook. Paul explained the situation. He had a gift of gab, man. He could talk himself out of anything. This wow. guy, thank God. For- <laughs> thank you. And um. We get in the house, and he's pissed. And we got in the house, and all of a sudden, I was sober. I didn't remember leaving the bar. I didn't remember anything for, like, a while. But I got in the house, and all of a sudden, I sobered up. I knew where I was. But I was still drunk, but I wasn't blackout. Right. I wasn't, that was a blackout. Right. 
And I'd only blackout drank. Um, I hadn't blackout drank in a long time. Maybe one other time. That was the morning I woke up. I'm like, where am I? Right. Nah, it scared the shit out of me. Anyway, I just wanted to pick Jesse up and hug him. Because I'm still all weepy and boo-hoo-wee drunk. Now I'm weepy, right. boo, weepy, boo-hoo-wee drunk, but the light's not off. Okay. And Paul said, don't you pick him up. Don't you pick him up. Oh, and he was pissed off because I almost got arrested. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I pick, I'm like, I'm just, I picked him up and I'm holding him. Don't you drop him. And I lost my balance and I felt myself losing my, so I fell, I into the wall so I wouldn't drop him and I put him down he goes I fucking told you not to pick him up and he threw a huge huge cup filled with beer right in my face and I got a black eye and a split lip from it that's how hard he threw it wow and then I was sober I bet and I just looked at him I'm like that's it fuck this shit I I can't take this and I I'm like so I'm like I'm going to bed. I went to my room. I packed the bag, snuck out the back door. <laughs> and you are a runner. I get to a certain point, man, and I went to my girlfriend's house and I slept in her trash shed that night. <laughs> and of course, it wasn't wintertime, was it? Yep. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, it was June, but it was it was cold. It was cold and rainy. Okay. And uh, it's Maine, man. It's fucking cold. <laughs> it's always cold, even summer. But um, <laughs> I could hear the cops looking for me because I knew he'd come and check, and he I knew I didn't have long to get out of there. So I'm walking through the woods, and I can see the blue lights, and I stop. Like, like man, hunt. Oh it's like a, I'm an escaped prisoner. <laughs> and the cops are looking for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I can hear them talking on the radios. Da, da, da. So I finally make it to my friend's house. And they never knocked on the door. They didn't want to wake her up and be a bother. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the next morning. And uh, so anyway, she's like, where the hell are you been? You had us fried sick. Because she was with us the night before when it happened. Um, so anyway... Da da da. Ended up, um, I had to go home because I needed to go to my parents' house. Okay. And be with them and support them. I was so fucking hungover. Oh my God. I went there and we're talking and I'm doing everything I can. I, I was hungover, but I didn't drink right then. I was right. probably, I might have still been drunk. P- probably was. Honestly, I drank a lot. Yeah. But, um, and being Catholic, they want to have open casket. <sighs> yeah. So um, yeah, right. we're talking about this. We're going to pick caskets and this, that, and the other. And um, um, then the topic comes up of, uh, well, somebody has to go view Tommy to make sure he looks okay for the oh, casket. Oh, no, and it was you. And I'd, All right, and my dad is a strong man. My mom was a mess. My sister was a mess. Um, they could not be dependent on. I had to be strong. I was the strong one, mm-hmm. and I didn't tell him about any of the shit that was going on. Right. And um, so I told my dad, and I'm like, no, Dad, you are not going to the funeral home. I got it. I got this. It was supposed to be the next day, and it was. And um, um, my sister, of, of course, because she has to be Miss Perfect, and, oh, I'll go with you. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. And um, she didn't. I got a call the next day. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's going to be so hard. No shit, it's going to be hard, yeah. princess. 
anyway, <laughs> sisters. I love my sister, but, you know, sisters. Anyway, she's the baby of the family, and she always acted like a baby. Anyway, I did that. The funeral was hellacious because Tommy had a ton of friends, and it was the funeral home was packed wow. for hours. And we got all through that. And my family, from as my dad has each family, they came down, and it was just at the wake I drank. Right. And I made Paul stay home with the kids. I didn't want the kids at a funeral anyway. Right. Yeah. And I went home with Paul and the kids. And, um, oh, my God. Ended up very shortly after that. It's like, look, I can't, I can't do this anymore. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're done. And he goes, you can't leave. And I'm like, yeah. And he had stopped partying so much because he had a real job. Okay. And he was a good dad, really. Right. He was lazy fuck, but he was a good dad. And he loved <laughs> oh, Jesse, right, right. loved his son to death. And it got, I don't, can't remember exactly what happened, but I couldn't fucking take it. I, oh, he was just drunk all the time. All the time. When he wasn't working, he'd get drunk, and I couldn't take it anymore. And I fled. Again. And I did not go to my parents. But I did tell my parents I left Paul. I didn't put him through that hell again. Okay. I didn't even tell him we were having problems. They just never really liked him because he was a dirty biker, you know, <laughs> dirty lazy biker. And he, but he was a, he was actually a decent guy until he just decided. He had enough. He, yeah, I had enough. I didn't. You can't go through like partying every day. Or even every weekend as yeah, hard as he like was. Yeah, it like you both were reaching that breaking point of having enough. Well, he was devastated. I actually broke his heart. And you know what the sad thing is? I, I didn't love any of the three men I had married so far. Right. Didn't. It was, you know, rebound. Right. Um, fear, fear of loss is like I had to have someone for my own self-esteem. Um, rebound and still fear. You know, I don't want to be a failure again. I got to make this one work. Right. And all of my self-esteem was based on having someone and doing everything right. So they'd say all the, I'd get the pats on the backs and I'd get the, oh, you're such a good person from the whole family. Okay. And then the St. Paul's family loved me. They all loved me. They're like, we never thought he'd ever settle down. You were so good for him. And then, and then, and and I took care of everything again. I never had anyone to take care of me. Mm. Ever. Including yourself. Yeah. I was there for everyone else but me. Right. And um, all of my hopes and dreams, I'm like, okay, well, I got the kids. I got to do this stuff. And then I, I fled again. But I, with the purpose of getting a better job and having my own place. Right. Not to disappear into the wind. Everyone knew where I was. Well, Paul was pissed. And you won't piss off a biker, man. He started stalking me. He, that bastard, had a restraining order taken out on. Tried to take a restraining order out on me, but he couldn't. Oh, no, he tried to get me for abandonment. Hold on. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He tried to get me for abandonment, so I... He wouldn't let me see Jesse. Okay. I never thought he'd pull that shit. Right. So then he started stalking me and following me. So I filed a TRO. I did the right thing. Yep. Right? Yep. And um, he threatened me. 
And he's like, you got to stop these. I'll let you see your kid if you take this because I can't sell my guns. Because he had had a firearm. He had an ATF license to sell firearms. He had an AK-47. Those were fun to shoot. He had, like, every gun under the sun. And I used to go shooting all the time. So, um. So, long story short, he was nasty. I had to go. Um, he said, I had a problem. I'm the one with the problem with drinking and stuff. And he brought up my past where I had fled my first marriage from Denny. He brought up all the dirt and used it against me. And I, he knew where I was the whole time. I told him where I was, and he wouldn't let me see Jesse. Right. But the way I did it was ass backwards. Um, because I was in, I was in f- full flight mode, and it's like I gotta save my life. I can't save any. Absolutely. I can't save my kid. I gotta save my, until I save myself first. Mm-hmm. And he didn't need saving. He was he. Anyway, he. I did not feel he was in an unsafe environment, or I totally took him and fled to my parents and eaten my pride. So I ended up going to a program. I, all right, I got a job. That's where I met. Last relationship. Didn't, not husband. Not husband, but together for 23 years. Yep. Okay. So now what year are we at? <laughs> so uh, we're in, I got four years sober because my last husband did not drink. He drank in high school. He used to have liquor bottles. He was one of those, that he, had, he quit young. So You're talking about the guy that wasn't your husband. Right. My last one, Matthew's dad. Okay. Yes, I have one more baby. <laughs> yep. And um, so I'm like, okay, all right, I can, I can quit drinking to be with this guy. But you said four, you had four years sober because got, of that. Because of that. And how, what year was it that you met him? I met him in 96. Okay. I did not meet him very long. I went on a very short girl went gone wild between leaving Paul and finding Preston. Okay. Very short. It lasted like two months, and it was like, oh, this sucks. I can't fucking do this shit. So your son, your previous son, is now two, and you go on this mini vendor, mm-hmm. and then you meet this guy. Yeah, at my work. Okay. And um, he didn't drink. And you're working where? I'm working at a convenience store. Okay. In Portsmouth. Okay. <laughs> um, so every time I hear Portsmouth, I think of back home. Right. Anyway, I meet him at work. He's a hard worker. Um, he has a business on the side where he does home improvement. He has a house. He has his own house. Right. A driver's license. He has two jobs and you're, a driver's license in a house. I win. Finally turn it around. I win. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I didn't love this guy either. Oh, um, no. No, but he was a good He was a good guy to start. He wasn't drinking. Um. And um, I stopped drinking and went to AA, and I got four years dry. Yep. No steps, no nothing. No you steps, just, no nothing. You just went and No, I went for a year so I could get my medallion, and then he didn't go anymore. And he didn't go. He, was, he really was, I know now, a dry drunk. Mm-hmm. He was not sober. He was a dry drunk. And, and that became abundantly obvious when I'm pregnant with child number four. Last one, I promise. And what year is this? This is, oh, uh, what year? Okay, now. Oh. You met him in 96. Yeah, I met him in 96, so in 99, I'm pregnant with, no, 98, because Matt was born in January of, 90, of 99, so okay. in 1998. Okay. All right. Um, 
and I find out I'm pregnant again. Are we happy? You know, there's a there's a cure for that. <laughs> it's easily preventable. So are we happy at this point for this one that you're... I think I am. I'm actually... I don't love them, but I'm happy. Okay. I've got some stability. Um, I guess someone who actually knows how to work, who's not drinking all the time. I like his family. His family loves me because, you know, I'm freaking wonderful. Of course. Of course. <laughs> My parents like him. But the funny thing was... The first time I saw him outside of work, he came in and he, he had a ball cap and a flannel shirt on and his sleeves were rolled up. And at work, he always had long sleeves buttoned. Okay. His sleeves are rolled up. He's got completely sleeved from wrist to shoulder. Oh, wow. Both arms. Wow. I'm like, oh, crap. My parents are going to love this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So the, Wear flannels. So the work, first time he went to see my parents, he left his sleeves down. Exactly. <laughs> Keep your flannel on. So you can, and they liked them. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, of course. Yeah. And then um, I'm pregnant with Matt. It's October of 1998. Okay. We have a home improvement business. Okay. Yeah. And um, I'm on light duty, which means I'm just rolling and paint on a porch floor outside. So there's no paint fumes. There's no bending okay. or anything. Because I'm a little bit along. I'm, right. Yeah. It's like the end of September. Okay. So October, November. I'm like... Seven months pregnant. And, uh, oh, and meanwhile, before this, like a year before, mm-hmm. Jesse's dad died of an OD. Oh, wow. And Jesse found him dead on the floor. Oh, and that wow. porch, I had to, my poor son. Took him to psychiatrist for a long time. He's great. He got over it. He's great. But that was a horrifying experience. Oh, yeah. And, and it was for me, too. And the worst part, actually, um... Uh, we had a child together, so when I found out he died, the way he died and the circumstances, I couldn't mourn him because P- Preston hated him. And I was sad that he died because I didn't want to see him dead. Of course. I wanted him to get his shit together. It was Jesse's dad. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a bad guy. And it was just, it was awful. Yeah, it sounds terrible. And I didn't even get the apartment building that was in both of our names because. He didn't make one mortgage payment after I left, so the bank repossessed it. Mm. All I got to do is clean it all out and be the executor of his freaking estate. Mm. Talk about pinning the butt. Anyway, so I'm seven months pregnant with Matt. Everything's been going great. So I have like, um, let's see, I have a year sobriety at this point, Mm -hmm. a little over a year. Everything's going fine. Preston pulls up to where I'm working at, and he is literally the color gray. And I'm like, what's wrong? He goes, I fell off the staging. He fell off staging. As it turned out, and it took months to get it properly diagnosed, he'd broken a disc in his back, and a piece the size of my thumb had wedged down in his spinal column, and they couldn't find what was wrong. They, they did like Tons and tons of procedures and MRIs and CAT scans. And finally, meanwhile, I'm getting more and more pregnant, and he can't even get out of bed. Mm. (laughs) Right, just your luck. So, and it still wasn't figured out when I had Matt, the end of January of 1999. They finally figured out was running, and he had to have major surgery. And he ended up having five major surgeries. So I've got a newborn, a patient, zero income, 
and a five-year-old. Mm. So Wonder Woman came out, and everyone got taken care of. Okay. Everyone got taken care of all the time. I did everything. Every, and Preston turned into... Oh, yeah, because you guys had a home improvement business. Uh-huh. So there went the home improvement business because it was very small. It was me and him, and we'd hire somebody else when the workload got too big. It was just getting going. And ugh, took forever. Okay. The only bright spot was because Jesse's dad had passed away. I had all that paperwork done, so I got money for Jess okay. through Social Security. And it wasn't a lot. I didn't even pay the more. It didn't even pay the rent. But his mom actually owned the house, so she did not make us pay rent. Oh, that's nice. She owned the apartment buildings next door, so I did all the maintenance on those to help repay. And um, but I couldn't work with all these kids, and it took forever for disability to come in. I can't believe so. I learned how to get by at that time. I had to get by on very little money. So okay. Now you see why I can pay my bills on my limited income right no now. No <laughs> freaking kidding. So now it's 99. You now have four kids. Yep. And they come up every, and uh, off and on all jobs. the time. Yep. As soon as I could get a job, I had job, 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 job. And things started going along. He got his disability. And give me one sec to see what year this is so I know how old my kids are. Well, actually, let's see. 2000 and. New Year's Eve, 2004. Okay. Is what? Preston, well, see, Preston got prescribed pain pills. And, and your he, oldest son is how old at this time? My five? oldest, oldest? At that time is five. The one that's in the house is I'm five. Sorry, the youngest at that time is five, right? Yeah, other than Matt. Yeah, Matt's a baby. Yeah. All right. So the consequences. No, I'm saying in 2004. In 2004, Matthew is, well, it's really 2003. Okay. So, because I had four years of sobriety. So, um, wait a minute. I'm going to get my dates screwed up. Yeah, if you had them in 2000, 2001 is, I relapsed on New Year's Eve 2001. Gotcha. The reasons that led up to that, the facts that led up to that are, Preston was on painkillers and he shared. And I needed those to get through a day because they gave okay. me they gave me energy, mm. oxycontins. I've heard. Yep. And then uh, I went to methadone. It's cheaper. <laughs> and then, um, and we're not drinking. And then I forget what happened, but it was New Year's Eve, and Preston goes, "You want to go get some champagne?" I said, "Hell yeah!" Yeah. I didn't even have a second thought about it. It was like, yeah. And that's two thousand one. Yeah. And so, what happened in 2004? In 2000, I don't think it was 2004. I have to double check my notes here. I'm bad with years other than dates of birth. So, um, here we go. Do, 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 do. Um, 2000, uh, it didn't happen in 2004. Other than I was able to start working and this and that. And I'm going along good. He quit drinking. So, I would quit. And then start. start. Mm-hmm. But the pills were always there. Yep. And then he started getting pissed off about the pills eventually. But that's, and that was always a bone. He ended up going completely off. And then I found my own. Because mm. I would steal his pills. At one, I was getting yep. to the point, I steal his pills. Yep. It was, it was, it was bad. And I was drinking off and on. I could take it or leave it. But then the pills would fizz out. 
and I'd be okay for a while. And I was doing all right. And then 2008, Kathy gets breast cancer. Wow. And I actually wasn't drinking or drugging at the time. Okay. And I was clean and I was doing good. And I'm like, I fucking cleaned my act up. I'm not doing anything. And I get breast cancer. Well, it happened near the holidays, so I didn't tell my parents because they didn't want to ruin anyone's holidays because the tests were still pending. They weren't; okay. they were lumps, and okay. they didn't look good. And at waiting on the results to come back, mm-hmm. so they came back right before Christmas, but I didn't tell anyone. Told they didn't want to ruin the holidays, and then finally told them after New Year's, and um, I didn't want to tell them no. because it's like. I know. Another failure. No, but you didn't, no, you didn't no. do anything. It's but not you feel so much like a that. failure as yeah. I know they were going to be hovering oh, in my face and okay. trying to be overly okay. helpful. An and I just wanted to be fucking left alone. Right. So, January, I had to tell him because I go in for January. I went in, I had surgery, both. I did not have mastectomies. I was very fortunate. I had lumpectomies okay. and went through. Um, Oh, eight weeks of radiation every day. Mm. And Preston took me every day. Wow. And he stood by me, and I went down to, like, 95 pounds. And, man, I, I, I you would not recognize me if you saw a picture of me then. Wow. So, um, and I'm like, the whole time I'm like, man, fucking get off the pills. Like, get off the booze. Dang, but the only good part of having surgery is I got my pills back legally. Okay. But they didn't do much because my tolerance was real high. Yep. But I got through all of that and went back to work. And um, So when you went back to work, what work were you doing now? I was just doing work, different work. I was like usually running kitchens and convenience stores and stuff like okay. that. Um, but I didn't want to go back there. I ended up... Oh, excuse me. And now... I'm still doing pills off and on, but not as bad. And I'm sneak drinking. But I can sneak drink for a day or two because I need a break from this fucking stress, man. Absolutely. I mean, my plate was always full because Preston turned into King Baby. And he Mm. wouldn't take the kids to do any of their things. He didn't do any. He did nothing. Mm. Nothing. So Kathy's doing working as usual. Um, So I ended up. Driving a school van, I got and and I. And and you're I, sober at this time. I'm sober. Oh yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sober. So you're driving a school van. Driving the school van part time. Then I got and I decided. I made a huge decision to um, take the summer off because I got my income tax back and it was I could get through the summer using that and get my school bus driver's license. Okay. And I did it and I passed the first time. Okay. Um, but there's not immediate full-time. So I was doing van full-time. I got a full-time van route, and I was a spare. And as it turned out that year, man, I got so many. I, I drove bus more than van because right. I, I turned out to be a very good bus driver. Okay. <laughs> the kids didn't drive me nearly as insane as I thought they would be. And um, I could be thrown on a route cold. And how and there's long a did lot you end up kids. driving a bus for? Until 2018. Okay, so you're driving from, we're in 2004? No, 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 we're in 2008. We're up in 2008. So 2008 is when you got your bus license? Um, 
No, I digress. 2008 got breast cancer. The following year, 2009. Okay, so you finish up, hopefully, with the breast cancer then at that point. Mm. And you go over to get your license. So now we're in 2009. Yeah, now I have a good job. I got full benefits. I got full-time employment. Plus, I have all the overtime I can use because people call out sick all the time. Mm -hmm. And I can be thrown on any route. Perfect. So it's great. And I'm doing good. And then... Things are getting badder and badder at home and badder and badder. And I'm drinking after work, everyone's. I'm drinking after so, work. But been, I got to hide it. Nobody yeah, can know I'm drinking. You've been sober now for how long? Um, Before you I started was, drinking? Um, I was drinking at night, but I wouldn't call myself a drunk. Okay. But I was taking... But it had been like four years and then you slowly started drinking again. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to stop and we're going to come back. So we're going to end this segment and we oh. will be right back. Thought I'd finish it up. Sorry, guys. For the finale. <laughs> We figured there was going to be one more, so this right. should be the final This trip. is the final one. All right. She ran away, and I wonder where she will stay. My little runaway. Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are back with the lovely Kathy. Hello again, Michael. Hello. So now, the grand finale of the saga of Kathy. All right. This has all been building to this. <laughs> so after now coming through, um, let's just try to do a quick little recap. So after now coming through, you had an abortion. <laughs> you had a marriage that produced a child. You had another marriage, um, produced another child, um, another marriage, um, produced a child, <laughs> and a non-marriage. Yeah. A and significant other. Significant other, and cancer, and another child, another child. <laughs> prior yeah. to. Um, and to get through all that, you've had now... I've said, well, and I will say you've had six or seven different careers now at this point. Oh, at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had my real estate license too. So we. Oh, wow. Okay. So you had your real estate license too. So probably more like eight. (laughs) Um, So eight different careers. Um, You've been struggling with drugs and alcohol. Start out with just alcohol, then a little bit of drugs, then a lot more drugs, and then dry, and then a lot more drugs and alcohol, and then dry. And a little bit of a mixture. You have a habit of running away. Going gets tough. Got to make sure the kids are okay. And then you bolt. Or I'll lose my mind. Yep. So now here we are. The grand finale, as it were. And you've been sober for four years. You had just come through cancer. You just got your license for what was going to be your final career job. And you all of a sudden realized... You might want to start hitting the sauce again. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the, the biggest part... Oh, and the year that we're in right now is what? 2009? Uh, yes. Okay. So, during this whole up to 2009 from when I relapsed, I was... I can't call it a relapse early because I really wasn't sober. I was just dry. But when I 
right. resumed my drinking career. And for those who don't know, dry literally just means that if you are not doing whatever the substance is, but you're not in any sort of a 12-step program, you're not working on yourself spiritually. You're just not drinking, not using. Yeah. So you were just not using. Yeah, right. But you weren't working any steps or any program. Exactly. So yeah. all my underlying problems um, got worse. The okay. self-esteem, the... Um, um, but it kind of turned around. I I got... Uh, my pride got huge. I wouldn't ask for help. Um you know, but I was ashamed of everything that was going on. I was ashamed of drinking. And, and how I frequently had, are you drinking at this point? I, I get really guilty about it. Um, at this point, it's still controllable. I can still control it. So you're just drinking at night or in the morning? I'm or? just drinking at night right now, but I'm I'm drinking every day. Okay. But it's after work, so it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm taking pills. But it's okay. I had just started taking pills again, like an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it's okay. You're in control. But you know what? I needed to get through the day because I'm working like all the time, and I'm taking the kids everywhere, and I'm doing everything, and I need a stress reliever. I can't get enough energy to get through the As day. As a bus driver of and children. Then I'm not. Yes. Yes. And um. That's the guilt got even worse in my head, and my my self esteem got worse, my ego got worse, my sense of shame got worse. It was just self perpetuating, perpetuating, freaking black hole of despair by the end because right. I hated myself. Right, I had, and I was very good at what I did. I was, my, the, all the parents loved me. All the kids loved me. Thank you for getting my kids home safely. It was like a dagger in the heart. I, now, it was now, at awful. a previous job, you had mentioned that you were randomly getting tested. Mm-hmm. So at this particular job, at being that you're a school bus driver for children, yeah. mm-hmm. were they doing random tests Yes, for this? they do. And um, I was only drinking at night. Okay. And I figured out how to beat the test. Okay. Because I didn't do a ton. I did enough to get through the day. Okay. It would be no more than a doctor would prescribe, which does not make it right. I'm nope. not trying to justify it, right. but it's not like it was still wrong. It was wrong, 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 and it's awful. And I I will never drive a bus again. Okay. Just because I could actually support myself quite well, but that's my way of making amends. And when you did this and you said that you found a way to beat the system and all this, you were heavily controlling your drinking. Was that the way that you were beating it? The drinking I only did at night. Not and not bad. And the that um I For just how long? Before it started to get worse. The control part was okay. <laughs> yeah, until what was it? Like do you remember what 2000 kind of- it, it started to trigger it, at what? I was what? drinking every day by 2012. And then when but you it say was every only, day, it was it only was, at night still. It was still. still only at night. And um, it went along, it went along because I'm hiding it too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and I'm not trying to justify anything. It was my thoughts of the time. I just yeah, you're couldn't. Yeah, you just recollecting according to how you were in that frame of mind. I, was a, I was a mess and I knew what I was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. 
and I would try to stop, and I couldn't. I could stop for a little bit, and then then I'd go back, and I'm, like, hating myself even more, and I can't let anyone know I'm a bus driver. No one can know. No one can know. My family, nobody. So how long before it started to tip the scales to unmanageability, where you weren't able to just keep it at night? Probably by 2015. Okay, so do you happen to know, was it just like a steady increase over time or did something spike it? And then it just it kind was of still the situation at home was miserable. My, with the man you were involved with or yes, with the kids or he, just all of it? He was a control freak. He's a big baby. Okay. Um, I could do nothing wrong. Another psychological war, warfare kind of person. My boys actually saw us. They would always say, Mom, why don't you stand up to him? Why don't you stand up? Because he was very controlling, even with them. Okay. He never hit hit them. He never hit me. To be clear. To be clear. Never. Um, he did punch a wall right in front of my face. Okay. Like, right in front of my face and put a hole in it. Mm-hmm. And the, my boys witnessed that. And then they, okay. they came to me and they said, no, I know you don't fight back, Mom. Because However, he wasn't drinking. No, he's dry. To be dry. clear, too. No, he's dry. Okay, so you... He, but he thought you were dry as well. Um, he or had knew, he started to know? He knew I went on that I, I would drink and he'd get after me for it. But he okay. didn't know. No. Okay. And he was a control freak and my boys hated it. And he was so hard on Jesse especially because he, he never liked Jesse's dad. This is a man who can hold a grudge forever. He right. has grudges against people he went to high school with. This shit happened in high school. And doesn't forget anything. Everything so, has to be done his way. So now we're in 2015, and the drinking is getting to the point of unmanageability. So, and I'm like, oh shit. To 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 clarify, what is that meaning as far as now you're not drinking at night? So are you drinking during the day? Are you drinking while you're driving? Literally, what's going it on? It started out um, that I would come home from my first run, and I'd have to. Have a couple shots. Because I had a couple of hours right at driving. When you say again. have to, are we talking chemical dependency have to or anxiety have to? A combination. At first it was the anxiety and then, it, and then of course, it just turned into then I had to. Okay. And then... Um, yeah, like out of habit. Yeah. And then I'd be okay until, the, until I got done for the whole day. Okay. I'd, I'd go through it and then it would turn into... First thing after, it would be right before I went to work, before I even did my first run, and then I had right after my first run. So this is like 5 o'clock in the morning and 8.30 in the morning. Wow. Okay. I had to have at least a shot. It was in my coffee, so, you know. (laughs) Wow. Um. And then it got to the point that after my midday run, I had to have another shot before the end of the day. Wow. And, and I kept hating myself. Hate my, and I never felt drunk. I, I just, enough to, I'd been to drinking for so long, I had to get the, I was shaky and jittery and, uh, if I didn't. Okay. Because I'd been drinking for too much for too long because I drank a lot of vodka, man. I'm a little tiny thing and I drink like the equivalent of a handle. Right. Uh, I don't know why well, I'm equi- still alive. The equivalent of a handle over the course of what? Every couple days, a day. But uh, By the end of the day. 
So by the end of the day, every day you were drinking about a handle. No, but uh, it started out, it would be like a half of one. And that was for a while. I maintained it. And it slowly, by the time my drinking career ended. In 2018? It, yeah. The, the worst part of it, it was, it's just complicated. So anyway, I get to be daily 24-7 drinker. Period. Wow. I'm in. Hating but myself the whole time. A handle a day at the most. Is where it was at towards yeah. the end. Yeah. And then I get the... And, and I'm taking pills. On top of that? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So I will never drive a bus again. That's the only amends I That's can That's incredible, make. though. And that no one was ever I hurt. Was say, I never had an accident. Yeah. I've never gotten pulled over for drunk driving. And I've been... Nothing. I've never had any... I've been... My higher power has been looking out for me for a long time, and I didn't even know he was there. So 2018... That's right around the time that I first met you. So what ended up getting you to the point that you knew, I've got a problem, I need to get help, and this is where I need to go? You met me in 2019. In 2018, I quit taking drug cold turkey. Okay. I have three years. 2019, you met me. 2018, my sons did a conference call, We Have to Help Mom, because it wasn't a secret to them. Okay. My math, they didn't know what was going oh, so on. So they did like an intervention. They did an intervention. My my son, my middle son took me to California um, to help me. And he got, that was awful. Can how you did, imagine someone who has to drink 24-7 yeah. taking an eight-hour plane trip with no alcohol? And how did they approach you? How did that make you feel? Jesse showed up at my door. Him and Matt, Matt knew. And Matt said, oh, yeah, Jesse's going to be here in a little bit. I'm like, what? Because he was living in California. And you started to piece it together. And it, I didn't piece I'm just, oh, was he up here? Oh, we just decided to take a quick visit, da-da-da. And I didn't know until he came in. He said, hey, Mom, how you doing, da-da-da? And, of course, I've, already, I've been drinking. Yep. And um, so, Mom, um, me, Pat, and Matt had a, had a call about you. And uh, had a conference call about you. And you're killing yourself. We're worried. And you're moving to California with me. And he goes, and I'm not, he's looking at me, and like he's thinking of what he wants to say to convince me to go. Because oh. Matt and I had our own place at that point. Okay. I skipped all that. It's not necessary. Um, and I looked at him. I'm like, yep, okay, I'll go. And he went, damn it, Mom, I spent the whole trip trying to figure out how to convince you to go, and you just cave. <laughs> something told me. Something just said, yeah, go. Okay. Just go. So went to California. And this is in 2018. This was in 2018. I lived in California from June 2018 to February, uh, end of January. Two, two, 2019. 2019. Yep. Thank you. And um, he did his best, but I'm a good damn liar. Okay. Um, and I got most, of, I got through the worst of it, but he would give me. And I found out there's a liquor store around the corner. So I was back to controlling it, and it wasn't as... I got weaned way down, and didn't let me drink wine with him because I was being good, and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, it slowly ramped back up again. Go effing um, figure. I Geographical yep. treatment did not work. Because you're still with you. Yeah, and I'm hating myself. I'm, I know I'm squandering this wonderful thing they're doing. Yep. And... I hate myself, and I actually wrote a suicide note and had the knife and everything ready, and I had it set up so the blood would only go on the floor, so it'd be easy cleanup. It, 
on my wrist. I actually had left a mark. And um, something changed my mind to the last second. And I put the knife down beside me, and I just passed out, apparently. I, I just know that for some reason I stopped. I remember, okay, no. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps one more time. You can, you can, you know, you're not doing this. Wow. I completely forgotten that Jesse had, in my selfishness, found his father dead at the age of two. Oh, wow. Right? That's how fucked up I was. Wow. I, I thought I was losing my mind. My coordination was off. I couldn't remember anything. I was like a 200, and, uh, not 200, 160 pounds, and it was all around the middle. Yep. Like marshmallow on toothpicks, and I was sick. I know I was feeling bad. Then we got the news. We're going to move to Virginia. And I had something to do before I moved here because I know how to do house improvements. Okay. So I did all the home improvements, the realtor said, for my son, because my son is useless with those, and he will <laughs> he will readily admit it. He let me have at it and do okay. it. And um, the realtor came in. I even did a couple extra stuff. And he's like, wow, you really went to town because I... I had a purpose, so right. I didn't need to drink that much. I could wait till the end of the day and just have a couple go to sleep. So I weaned back. I had a purpose. I had something I could do. Because before there, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a car, and it's it just and it's it was too hot. It sucked. It was the fucking desert, man. <laughs> right. There's no running water. No pretty green trees around me. It was horrible, and it was right. beautiful, but it was just for me. And my state, I was even more isolated, and that was the last thing I needed. So we moved. We got the house sold first try, full asking price. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, <laughs> right. and um, we drove cross country. I drove most of it from California to Macula Valley, which is just west of San Diego, uh, east of San Diego, right, all the way through to um, Virginia Beach. A couple stops on the way. Mm-hmm. And um, then I went home to get my car because my son, one of my oldest sons, still had my car, and I visited family, and I didn't know it, but I blackout drank in front of my saint mother-in-law, who was letting me and Matt and Jess stay there. I fucking blackout drank. When was this? Um, when you got back? When I'm in, we moved to Virginia, went to Maine. We stopped here, got all our shit, went to Maine in February so I could pick my stuff up. I visited family, and I blackout drank at my mother-in-law's house. In, in January 2019? February. February. Okay. February. And the, the, wow. the trigger was, because I did really good, I had like maybe two beers at night during the trip. I didn't drink and drive. Didn't feel that I had to have a couple beers, but I was okay with a couple beers at the end of the day. Got to Maine, had a great day. It was a beautiful, it's wintertime, but it was like 40 and a fresh fall and snow, and it's a beautiful sunny day. And I went and um, visited my old, the people I used to drive school bus with to have some friends there. And um, I never left under a shadow, they never knew. Um, but, um, Visited them, had a great day, and it's just up the street from my parents, and I hadn't seen them in a couple of years because 
I isolated, I made excuses that I didn't go, and I wanted to see them since I was there. I had to leave the next day. I called up, my mom answers the phone, and I, hey, mom, I'm here, da-da-da, can I come over and visit for a little bit? Oh, well, um, your dad has a cold, and I'm not <coughs> feeling well. I'm like, mom, I gotta drive back to Virginia tomorrow. And she wasn't trying to see you. Maybe another time, right. dear. Right. And I promptly, after I hung up the phone, went to the liquor store. And got wasted. Bought a mm-hmm. traveler bottle. Because huh. the plastic ones don't clink. They make less nope. noise. You can stuff them down the back of your pants and get into the house undetected. <laughs> yep. Sweatshirts and jeans. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So promptly between that liquor store it's like a 15-minute drive. And where I was staying with my mother-in-law, drank half the bottle. I remember those days. Though. Just sucked it down. I got, yep. I, you know, got there, and I'm like, all right, I'm drunk. I don't want to see my mother-in-law like this and be an ass. Right. I'm going to go to bed. And I tucked myself in bed. Kathy didn't stay in bed. Yes, I still oh, have this that. This is why you said unbeknownst to you. Yeah. I woke up the next morning. I had an egg on my head. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what's going on, man? And I look at the bottle, and there's like this much left in I it. I remember those days. And I went. Where the hell did it go? And I'm like, okay. All right. I'm, I'm like real nervous to go out. I had pat my chin. I'm like saying goodbye to the boys. And my mother-in-law had already gone to work. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. And. They're like, okay, mom, yep, have a safe trip. Nothing said. Nothing was said. I'm like, oh, I feel like he's drank it in my room. I must have fallen out of bed and got back in. Don't um, my son stayed, Jesse stayed, to visit. He has friends up there, too. So okay. I drove my car home. He comes back. And so I'm in Virginia Beach for the first couple so when you say you drove your car home you meant down here yeah okay. i drove from maine to here virginia beach, okay. virginia beach and um i was here for like two weeks i got here after valentine i oh yeah. it was like the all right last week of february and the first two weeks of march mm-hmm. i was here and jesse was still and he came back then and meanwhile, I'm drinking, but I'm only drinking like three or four beers a day. Oh, wow. You know. And I'm replacing the ones that Jesse bought for us to celebrate because we worked so hard emptying that truck out. <laughs> oh, my god! He would reward me and let me drink. He had, still had no clue. Right. Um, so I made sure I'd get the same kind and had the exact same amount, amount mm. in there for because I didn't know when he was going to come home. Right. So anyway, he came home and... um. He said, hey, Mom, do you remember the last night we were at Nin's house? And I'm like, yeah, I went to bed early. I wasn't feeling good. He goes, oh, no, you didn't. I go, he goes, you got up, and you were fucking smashed, and you were an asshole. <gasps> I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And then he showed me a video, not of that, but there was a party at my oldest son's house and there were jello shots and stuff and it was a hen party thing with lingerie and crap and they let me drink there well apparently i didn't black out i knew i was drunk but i've seen i finally saw myself videotaped drunk and it ain't pretty and i was in a good mood and everything but it's just it ain't pretty wow it ain't pretty at all real yeah but then my son told me i blackout drank and i'm like 
I got it. And I knew. And I'd known when I was in California I needed to go to AA because Jesse would keep bringing it up. And I finally went. So your first time going into a 12-step meeting was here in Virginia Beach? Yes. And how was it an immediate, like, this is where I belong? Or how long did it take? Well, all right. It's a little bit of a story this. I went to a, a not the one I go to all the time now, uh-huh. but I went to a ladies' meeting, a small one, up which deck way? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't tell him until everyone had left. I'm like, yeah, this is my first meeting. And I just sat there real quiet. <laughs> didn't say anything. And my phone wasn't working, so I had to write down directions, Google everything, and write down. I didn't know where anything was. Right. So I get the end of that, like, and I still see some of those ladies today, and they remember me. Um, great ladies. And they gave me a 24-hour trip, that wow. silver one. I yeah. still, all right, so I went to go home, got, and I'm, like, all wound up and emotional, and sh- I'm still, like, shaky, and, uh, and I got lost, so I stopped at the first 7-Eleven and grabbed a couple of home. I'm, now I'm hating myself. I'm, like, you finally go, and you do this. Yeah, home. That was on a, a Friday, so... My first meeting was that I stayed at. There was two. It was on a Sunday. It was the, the 29th of um, March. Mm-hmm. The 29th of March, it was a ladies' meeting. It was Sunday. There were two of them. One was on 25th, and one was at the VBRC. Involved it. Back to back. And I almost didn't go. I didn't really say much at the first one, but there was a lady there, and I'm very defensive. And she was trying to be so helpful, like people in recovery are. Correct. There's a really great meeting now. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. And she's in my face. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. And I, I just wanted to strangle her. I, I literally had to keep my hands like. And I really wanted to say, "Will you get the fuck out of my face?" Right. And I almost didn't go. Almost didn't go just for that reason. And I'm like, no. I I look. And I'm like, oh, it's literally like 200 feet up the street. You. I went. I almost didn't, but I did because it's like something told me J- you gotta go. I got to that one a little late, and um, I met a wonderful lady there, and I got there a little late, so they didn't know I was a newcomer again. <laughs> I didn't have to raise my hand, right. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't for anything. <laughs> but this woman sat next to me, and um. Wonderful lady, and she made me feel so comfortable. She got me laughing in an AA meeting, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm laughing in a meeting. Is this allowed? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, oh, no, oh, no, is this, this supposed a... to be serious? And, and Missy starts laughing, and then she, at the end of the meeting, she finds out that this is, like, really my first meeting. That's, wow. And she looked horrified because no listing going around for oh right for right. phone numbers or anything but she gave me hers and she was picking up a chip the next day a 90 day this lovely lady and um she made me feel so comfortable and out home in the whole atmosphere of the room the sunday ladies meeting is yeah. a wonderful meeting and um uh the i just felt i didn't feel so gross and you finally kind of started to feel I like didn't you feel so might gross. be where you belong. And I didn't feel like I was being judged. Even Nobody else knew, but, but the lady sitting beside me was going on. But And I was listening, and 
I promised her I'm, I'll come back tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And I kept coming back every day after that. Uh, first day, I just I went to one meeting. The next day, I went to two meetings. And then it snowballed. They have this in recovery. They say 90 and 90. I did. <laughs> I did four times that amount because I would go to six meetings a day if I could find them. Once I got in and got going. But here's the kicker. Nine days into going to AA, I had to go home to Maine to renew my driver's license by myself because it was no one who could go with me. Yeah. I had nine days sober, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go up there and get my license. Didn't call my mom because I was like, should I call? And, and everyone's like, you know what? Be selfish for, about your sobriety. Because awesome. don't let don't guilt don't feel guilty for not calling her. Don't you just can't do it now. Went, had a wonderful time with my son, a wonderful time with my daughters and my other son who all live up there. Drove home, got home five in Virginia Beach, five thirty in the morning, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna make the nine thirty and grab a couple of hours of sleep. You know, and when I left they gave me an extra white chip for luck or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. And um, I walked in, the, uh, in that meeting, and I had, still had that chip, and I'm like, threw it at the chairs nicely. I right, didn't like right, z- right. I don't need this thing. Pink. <laughs> 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 but it's so, so funny because I've heard people have seen me in my early meetings, the first especially month. Right. And they're like, Dude, we thought you were drunk for like the first three months because I was so pickled. My brain was so pickled. You were all over the place. Yep. Oh, man, so pickled. And, you know, the, the first thing I got back, I, I, went, I went into recovery with the AA meetings. And that's, I didn't go anywhere else. I just went to AA meetings because I'm stubborn. And um, I'm like, no, I can do this with these guys. And finally, it's like, okay, I can do this with these guys. I don't have to go to a detox. I don't have to go here. I don't have to go there. I can do this. Um, But the biggest reason I could do it was the people in there just, you felt the non-judgment, the acceptance, and listening, listening to the stories and shares especially when they hear you're a newcomer you hear some stuff and you're looking at it like that person used to do that right what and everyone's like different walk of life yep totally different experiences different operating yep. but the same and it's the whole what how you are in your head right i went stopped drinking first thing i got was hope back, but I got more than not drinking, not dry drunk, like before, I'm working on being sober forever, one day at a time, emotional sobriety, I'm figuring out, and it's so important for me to look inside myself, and by working the steps, figuring out, I didn't care shit about higher power either, and you know what? pretty damn important and biggest thing about for me is 
it, you can have your own understanding. And period. what makes what makes today so special for you? Ah, well, amazingly, randomly, because this is random. This is random. It this just happened to work. And um, today is my twenty-two month anniversary. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! And my one year came during COVID, so I didn't get to have the big parties. Let this me tell you. Will. But you know what? I learned something about that. It's not about the party, but I always missed out on the parties. Right. So when this was approaching, I had that whole day planned, and then everything got shut down. Boom. And it threw me for a loop. It really did. And I was all, boo-hoo, woe is me. And it's like, wait a minute, you stupid jerk. You don't want to drink anymore and you're not drinking exactly. the obsession's gone Listen. you're still sober who gives a rat's ass if and you can pick a medallion up in front of people and before we close out i just want to know two things how's your relationship with your children now excellent That's i thought it was gone and no it's excellent and what about with your parents that's really good too. Like I haven't had a lot a, of healing. Yeah, I haven't. It's I would say excellent, but I haven't been able to see them face to face since I started the program. Um, but I've spoken with them a lot. And not to jinx it, but dare you say, you're in your first fulfilling, healthy, romantic relationship. Oh yeah, dude! You can't um, actually be in a relationship and. Um, with anyone that, um, and have real genuine feelings until you can learn to love yourself awesome, and learn how to be a friend. I'm so glad that you took the time to sit with us and trust us with a lot of <laughs> information that you haven't even probably told a lot of other people. No. And no, no. I, it takes a lot of courage and I want you to know too, with all the stuff that you've been through. It took a lot of courage to make those decisions at those times as well. Well, I did it because it takes me way outside my comfort zone, and that's good for me And because it's hopefully I'm helping somebody, even Absolutely. if it's just one person. And I can't stress enough um, meetings, fellowship steps, but there are – and there's lots of good recovery, recovery literature, and I read everything and it really helped me find – understand a higher power for myself if you had to say one thing to somebody that's out there that is suffering in silence feeling like they can't escape from an abusive relationship that they're in what would you tell that person if not your younger self in an abusive relationship you're worth more get out fuck pride you're doing the, you have to go you take if you have children take them with you don't let pride get in your way please thank you so much for your help i want to encourage anyone that's listening um to go ahead um we have an email address that's out there as well you can email us directly it's available on our site uh you'll be able to get links to that as well on our site so thank you so much for listening just remember just trust me okay this is michael thank you again kathy and the wonderful lovely producer thank you for having me on Talk to you all.